live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. They say that experience matters in the NFL, but whoever they are, they have never met Brock Purdy. Because Big Brock has basically just stepped on an NFL field and immediately become one of the best stories of the entire season. He's gone from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Extremely Relevant in less than eight quarters. And he just put a beat down on the GOAT himself. Mr. Extremely Relevant didn't just beat Bacon 45 yesterday. He did it in his first career start. Something no other quarterback had ever pulled off. And Big Brock didn't just beat Brady's ass. He beat it so thoroughly that he got to sit and watch the late last eight minutes of that game. Mr. Extremely Relevant beat the geriatric goat so badly, he had garbage time to spare. Garbage. All this talk about how would he react? How would he do against the goat? How would he do? He kicked this guy's ass so thoroughly, he got to revel in it in garbage time. Their garbage time. Which is why Niner fan and Niner player are all thinking the exact same thing that Nick Bosa said out loud after the game. Your thoughts on Purdy and his first NFL start? We got a quarterback. Did you know that, or is this help convince you even more? I, I had a lot of confidence in him, but obviously it's the NFL and you got to go perform, and, and he did that pretty darn good. He did do that pretty darn well. That aside... What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on his play? Well, we got a quarterback. Yet San Francisco looks like they may well have a quarterback. They look like they very well may have a quarterback. Now, we all know for damn sure they already have a defense, a damn good defense. Then again, we also know that they can never have anything nice without some kind of brutal injury luck. And this week, the brutal injury luck came in the form of Debo. Very scary-looking play. A moment that once again seemed like the season was going to flash right before San Fran fans' eyes. But no matter how many times this seems to happen, they only seem to get better. It's incredible. They only seem to get hotter. The Niners have now run off six in a row, and they seem to look better and better every single week, no matter who gets dinged. And I'm not talking about guys that are negligible. I'm talking about their go-to guys. Luckily for them, they may have dodged a bullet. It looks like Debo avoided the absolute worst-case scenario, and maybe, maybe it's a high ankle sprain. Never a good thing, but there are worse things, and they expected worse when he went down. We'll know more today. The bottom line, though, the Niners cannot seem to catch a break, but they can't seem to catch an L either. Like, they don't care about not catching breaks. They can't catch a break but it doesn't seem like they need any breaks. They just keep stepping up, which is why San Fran fans got to be like, easy, Jimmy. Don't be tripping, brah. You're harshing our buzz. Everything's hella good here, dude. Bra. Relax, brah. Hey, Frisco fan. Hey, Frisco fan. Hey, hey, SoCal host. Relax, brah. Everything's hella good. Hey, SoCal host. Stop be hating. Look at us. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The vibes are really good in the Bay right now. In fact, they're great, and they should be. 
but the very best vibes in the NFL are coming from one of the least likely sources ever. I'm looking at you, Detroit. I'm looking at the D. Because right now I feel like the entire country is ready to run through a wall for head coach Dan Cannibal. At least I know the Lions are. They definitely are. This is no longer just a good story now. Detroit proved yesterday that they are a legitimate problem. Anyone who was wondering why they were favored over the 10-2 Vikings just found out. It's because right now they're better than the 10-2 Vikings. They didn't just win that game. They didn't just cover. They did it in the most Dan Cannibal way ever. Because arguably, the two key plays in that game were absolutely insane. I mean, the type of plays that only a coaching cannibal would dial up. You know, the kind of thing we've come to expect from Dan Cannibal. And only Dan Cannibal. You know, a fake punt on 4th and 7 from their own 27 while up 7 points in the 3rd quarter. Their first drive of the second half, it's a fake. And the Lions will pick up the first down and much more inside the 35-yard line. And finally, knocked out of bounds was C.J. Moore on the fake 42-yard gain. I want to say something. We're not talking about a team that's 1-10-1 with nothing to lose. All right, they had a lot to lose. They're in this thing. You want to talk about a team full of brass sets. And that wasn't even the wildest Lions call of the game. Because with the game on the line late in the fourth, they decide to draw up a play-action pass for their right tackle. Goff throws. Wow. Panay Sewell, the right tackle, makes the catch and picks up a Lions first Are down. Are you kidding me? I could not figure out why Panay Sewell was sitting there going in motion. I'm like, what is going on? Why is this big athletic freak going in motion? <laughs> Nobody expected that. First that career reception for <laughs> Sewell. They Sewell is going to keep that football. That's Fox Sports. Incredible call. Jonathan Vilma was on the call. Jonathan Vilma was all of us in that moment like, wow! Hey, why the hell not? Why not just toss it up? To the six foot five, 335 pound right tackle, because that's normal. That's about as normal as the Lions being one of the scarier teams in the NFL right now. Wow! And they are. Wow, 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 wow. They're not. That was an appropriate response, too. And Vilma normally is not that guy. That is an appropriate response. Whoa! The Lions aren't just hot. They're good. They're not just entertaining. They're legit. They're not just fun. They're dangerous. And they're in the hunt. Like the playoff hunt. They're now just one game back of the Giants and Seahawks in the win column right now. They started one in six. And they're just back of the Giants and Seahawks, who earlier seemed like they were locks. Locks. And look at the remaining schedule. They've got the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. As in, there are more wins coming. A.K.A. 
There is more wow coming. So the Niners and the Lions, really hot right now. Among the hottest teams in the NFL. And suddenly, suddenly, the Miami Dolphins might be the coldest. I mean, were we not just hyping them up? I know I was. Guilty. I was hyping the hell out of these guys. Loving these guys. But they spent the week out here in Cali getting their asses handed to them. In the Bay Area. And I guess Cali's no good for Miami because last night they got roughed up again down here in SoCal. And an especially rough go for Tua. And for Tua fan. Especially those on social media who are calling themselves Tuanon. Because for Tuanon, saying Tua is great is not good enough. They also need everybody to agree that Tua is better than Justin Herbert. You know, that's pretty much Tuanon. Because, of course, right? Tua and Herbert, as we all know, were selected one pick apart in the 2020 draft. Miami, of course, chose first, and Miami, of course, chose Tua. And seemingly, the narrative had changed overnight from Herbert being an absolute stud and Tua being the worst draft pick ever and an absolute bust to somehow that whole narrative flipping on its head. Yeah, I have a response. Herbert is still who we thought he was. An absolute freaking stud. What a stud! And Tua, unfortunately, is starting to look like who we thought he was prior to them ripping off five wins in a row. And Mike McDaniel showing up. I'm not saying that he's that guy, nor am I saying that he's this guy. I don't really know at this point. But I will tell you, he's had a couple of really bad games. Last night especially. I mean... Flat out, he was terrible last night. 10 of 28 for 145 yards, and that was his final stat line. But he was 3 of 15 in the first half. I mean, essentially horrible. And if it wasn't for possibly the single most bizarre play of the entire season, that game would have been even uglier and so much worse for Miami. Here he is again in the run up the middle. He fights for the first down, but he lost the ball. Gilman kicked it out. It's still free. Tyreek's got to look out. Tyreek Hill might go. Tyreek Hill was right on the spot, and he's gone for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, <laughs> Tyreek. The ball finds him. NBC. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Yeah, I know. Just like they drew it up. Am I right, bacon face? Just like we drew it up. (laughs) Just like we drew it up. 
Yep, 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 yep. So that was the best offense Miami had all night long. That was some of the only offense Miami had all night long. In fact, those 57 yards on the cheetah scoop were more yards than the entire Dolphins offense had in the entire first half. They were that bad. And against a Chargers defense that was really banged up coming in. So that sets up an enormous game against the Bills in Buffalo Saturday night. Saturday night football is back this week. And that rematch is absolutely huge for Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins. Especially after they dropped that enormous dump in their pants. pants. At SoFi last night. But that's not even the biggest dump in anybody's pants of the week. That was still to come. Clearly, I have buried the lead this morning because the game that everybody had circled was obviously Panthers-Seahawks in Seattle. Well, everybody who listens to Big Head bets at least because you were all about that on Twitter. And you were right to be all about that on Twitter. The speed-talking gum assassin actually blew a critical game to the Sam Darnold-led Panthers, who are somehow now in second place in the horrific NFC South. Not only are the horrific Panthers still in the playoff hunt, incredibly, they actually control their own destiny. That's how terrible that division is. And equally incredibly, the Seahawks are now somehow on the outside looking in because they couldn't beat the damn Panthers at home. So the gum assassin might have just assassinated his team's playoff chances and Jim Rome's Big Head Bets podcast. Well, maybe not the podcast. That's still awesome. But it may have eliminated the head because we bet. We bet every week. Usually we bet one unit per game. Sometimes if you feel really good about something, you'll bet two units. Like I bet two units on Philadelphia over New York. Easy bet. Easy bet. The head, who is usually pretty conservative and pretty disciplined, had to go and bet the entire pod on the Seahawks. Well, actually, I made that bet for him. But he was the one that brought it up. Listen, the pod is called Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. It's got my name on it. It's got his name on it, but I am the guy who leads from the front. Ultimately, I am responsible. I'm not a guy to pass the buck. I'm not a guy to point the finger. But you blew it, head. All good things come to an end. Well, not the pod. That will continue to grow and thrive and crush. Not the pod. That will continue. Just probably not with you as my co-host. Allegedly, probably, if I have anything to say about it, Ali. Hope that was worth it, head. Oh, yeah, that right there. That is the best sound ever. That is the best sound ever. It's also a reminder that it's time to knock out that new business idea and to start with Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Forget the off-season work. 
Shopify makes it simple to sell to anybody from anywhere. So whether you're selling warmups or wall hangers, it is time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. And with Shopify, you will customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that create diehard fans. Shopify can help you with all of that. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. Find out for yourselves. Sign up right now for a free trial at shopify.com slash R-O-M-E, all lowercase. Again, you want to go to shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, and start selling online today. I don't know where I would be without them. Shopify.com slash Rome. Good friend of the program. He is Jeffrey Chidiha. Jeffrey, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well, Jim. How you doing? Good, dude. Good. Great to have you back. Thanks so much. All right, so why don't we start with last night's game, Jeffrey. Going into that game, Miami was all the rage. They'd won five in a row, but have since dropped two in a row. So which team are the Dolphins, the team that won five in a row, or the team that we saw last night, and how much are you buying into them right now? Well, it's hard to buy into them right now, but I think they are going through the kind of stretch that every team goes through in the NFL, good or bad. But we knew when they were going to see these teams, it was going to be difficult. Uh, You saw what happened last night. I think the Bills get them next week. But this is what happens when you're a young team trying to find your way. Your defense isn't that great, and your offense a little banged up. I mean, they're hurt at offensive tackle, left tackle. Uh, They're hurt. You saw Kyrie Kill limping a little bit with that ankle injury. And you see Tua taking some shots. It's tough to win at a high level in this game. So I'm not going to write them off right now because the Rams went through a three-game losing streak last year, won a championship. But Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, even the Raiders, I mean the Ravens, I would say are all better than the Dolphins right now. We're talking to Jeffrey Shadiha. Speaking of banged up, the Chargers, Jeffrey, were pretty banged up defensively coming in, and they still shut Tua and Miami down in what was probably their best game of the year, do you see the Chargers putting it together now and them going on a run? I do. And I, I've been high on the Chargers for, you know, for a long time. I know they've been banged up themselves. And, God, it's like I don't know how many guys, how deep they go on their depth chart now because when you're watching games and you're seeing Derwin James and Joey Bosa and Sebastian Joseph Day, all these guys on defense on the sidelines, it does give you pause. But the quarterback is a monster. That The offense, when they have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen healthy, are very difficult to deal with, but Austin Eckler thrown in there as well. So I thought last week when the Raiders got them, it spelled trouble for them, but now the Raiders falter. They have a chance to catch the Jets. I, I think when they get healthy, they can get Rashawn Slater back, get that offensive line healthy, the defense healthy. They'll be a tough out in the playoffs. Jeffrey Chidiha is joining us. You know, Jeffrey, you and I have talked about the NFL for a long, long time. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, I'm not going to say that this thing is totally different than it used to be, but week to week, it's kind of hard to tell what you're going to get. Do you ever remember the league being as unpredictable as it is right now? You know, it's been a long time. I would go back to the early 2000s, and people forget this when they talk about the Patriots dynasties, that first run that Tom Brady had with Bill Belichick. And that was a time you saw a lot of great quarterbacks leaving the game. Um, John Elway had retired. Dan Marino had left. Jim Kelly. Steve Young was, was, was out. Troy Aikman. So you had a lot of teams 
that were trying to figure out that position and a lot of teams that were starting to dominate defensively. And so I think this is the same kind of deal right now where you're seeing Tom Brady at the end, Aaron Rodgers at the end, Big Ben is gone now, Matt Ryan is done. And so you're seeing these young quarterbacks. You got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Mahomes um, are all great, but there's a lot of teams that don't have that. And that's what creates the unpredictability because when you have those great quarterbacks, you usually have a lot more stability, a lot more certainty in the games you're going to see. Yeah, exactly. That's it, right? Either you have an elite quarterback or you're a team that wants one and needs one. You mentioned Tom Brady, Jeffrey Chidiha, my guest. Heading into the game, there's a lot of speculation, Jeffrey, about Tom Brady and the Niners if Brady wants to continue playing next year because, as we all know, he grew up in the Bay Area. How do you think that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to weigh trying to get one more quality season from a declining Brady against questions surrounding both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? What do you think that brain trust is thinking? Yeah, I think one, they're going to do everything possible to win a championship. So that's, that's who they are. But my God, Jim, how many quarterbacks can you bring into the room before it becomes a problem <laughs> in, in the locker room, right. in the quarterback room? I mean, they, they, they traded, they moved hell in high water to get Trey Lance to draft him uh, high in the draft a couple of years ago. And now he's sitting there trying to figure out where he fits into this thing. Garoppolo may come back. And at some point, uh, you have to you have to choose somebody and go with them. Um, I think on the one hand with Trey Lance there, it, it is he's starting to get into Jordan Love territory a little bit here uh, because of their need to win now, the way they built that team. They like him, but again, like they got to find a way to get him going. And I just think, yeah, Tom Brady coming back is a great storyline, but at some point you're really tempting fate with a quarterback that old. And the way the Bucs looked the other day, it's weird for me to say this. Tom Brady is no longer the answer on offense to everything that else. He's not the ultimate deodorant anymore. So to think that's going to put you over the top, I'm not just sold on that anymore. I think you're right. Jeffrey Chidiha joining us. What about Brock Purdy? He was sharp again. Now, it's a small sample size, but if this guy's proven anything at all, number one, he's brass. Number two, the stage is not that big. The moment is not that big, but they lose Debo. Like, they keep losing guys, but they keep winning. Can they win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Are they still a significant threat with all these significant injuries? A lot has to go right. And that defense has to be the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens. I mean, I, I like the Brock Purdy story, too. I just feel like it's it's hard to see him going through Philadelphia or Dallas, two teams that have the two best pass defenses in the league to get to the Super Bowl, uh, or even keeping them alive long enough to get Jimmy G back into the fray. And I know we, we talked in the past about how little they've thrown the football with Jimmy G, uh, how they threw, what, eight and ten passes last year and won a playoff game doing that. Um, I just don't think Brock Purdy is going to play better in those moments. And, and so, yeah, they can do it, but they'd have to have a tremendous effort from their defense. And I still think Dallas and Philadelphia, when they're playing their A games, are better teams than the 49ers. Jeffrey Chidiha joining us. What about Philadelphia? They hammered the Giants, who obviously were not who we thought they were or thought they could be when they were 6-1 and one and 7-2. and two. Is Philadelphia, they've got the best record, of course, in the league, the first one in the postseason. Are they the most complete team in the league right now on both sides of the ball? Definitely. And, and last week I was, I was on the Cowboys bandwagon after that big blowout win they had over Dallas and over the Indianapolis Colts. And I thought, here they come. Cowboys aren't going to be stopped. They're going to roll, and they come and lay an egg against Houston. So Philadelphia is, again, that team I'll get back on their bandwagon because they are the most complete team. What makes them really good is they can beat you in so many different ways. Uh, you saw that Miles Sanders run for 144 yesterday. 
you saw two weeks ago, uh, Jalen Hurts lighting up the T- Tennessee Titans, you know, throwing for 380 and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown doing doing their deal. I think when you have a team like that and that kind of defense, even though the run defense hasn't been great, that's just hard to deal with, especially in the postseason. And, and Nick Sirianni has done a masterful job of bringing along Jalen Hurts, who, who in my mind is probably the MVP, but just based on his consistency and the way that team has played week in and week out. Jeffrey, how do you explain that? Like, Sirianni is going to get some credit. Jalen Hurts, obviously, with his grind, his grit, his work ethic, his, his character. Have you ever seen a guy come as far as fast as, as Jalen Hurts has? And how do you explain this guy's incredible growth? No, I mean, it, it is – I don't have to rack my brains here. It would take a long time, much longer we have in this segment, to think of somebody who comes close to what he's done. Maybe Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson – hasn't become the passer that Jalen Hurts has become so quickly. And I think it comes back to just his, his his attitude. I mean, this was a guy that went through a lot of ups and downs in college and had to move around, lose his job at Alabama, go to Oklahoma. People weren't hyping him up in Philadelphia a couple of years ago, and now he's on the MVP track. I spent time with him earlier this season, and I, I love just his, his, his mindset, which is to keep working. And he's a lot he – I'm not saying he is Tom Brady or going to be Tom Brady – but he reminds me a lot of Tom Brady when he was at that same place in his career where he knew that no matter what happened, based on how his college career went, he had to keep proving people wrong. And that's what Jalen Hurts is all about, just proving people wrong day in and day out. Jeffrey Chidiha joins me for a few more moments. Jeffrey, you mentioned the Cowboys and how you were on that bandwagon. I mean, they just did outlast the horrible Texans. I mean, that'll happen, I guess. You'd like to think that would never happen to a legitimate Super Bowl contender, but it is a long year. In your mind, is that just a one-off, one bad day, and are they still legitimate Super Bowl contenders in your mind? Oh, I think it's a one-off, and they're still legit because they have the things that you need to have to win a championship, which is uh, they have a, a really good defense. They have a quarterback who I think is not – he's not playing the greatest right now, but I think he's a good quarterback, and they've got some a good run game. And I think once they get Tyron Smith back, their offensive line will be in a better place. You know, the NFC is, aside from those three teams we mentioned earlier, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and, and the 49ers, until the Vikings in there to a certain degree, but they lost a tough game yesterday. I mean, that's what you have to deal with. Those three teams, they all have great defenses. They all have quarterbacks that have, you know, their their strengths and their weaknesses. But I certainly think Dallas, when they are playing their best, you saw it in that fourth quarter against Indy. You saw it uh, at Minnesota a couple of weeks back when they put 40 on them. When they're hot, that they are, they, they, they can't be beat. So before I let you go, weirdly enough, there were still Cowboy fans that were not happy and actually some were clamoring for the team to sign Odell Beckham Jr. From what you know, what is his status and do you see him playing this year at all? Well, I don't see him playing. I mean, everything I'd heard before it got to this point was it was dubious uh, of him being able to contribute in a playoff situation. And, and I know he's look, he's a great hype man. He's great at marketing himself. But you look at uh, a Chase Young, you look at uh, Jamison Williams, rookie with the Lions. Those guys got hurt earlier than Odell got hurt. And they're just getting back to being able to play now. I mean, he had surgery in March, a very serious knee injury that he's had before. And so there's a reason why he's not running routes and, and doing a whole bunch of agility work at these at these meetings he's taking with these teams because he knows that's probably uh, a death knell for him. Um, he wants a big deal. He wants to still be a big deal. But right now, if you can't play and help a team in January and February, 
uh, you shouldn't be getting signed. Agreed. One last thought. Ultimately, they did hang on, but what did you think watching the Chiefs blow that 27 nothing lead against Denver? Is there any cause for concern there in your mind? Oh, I think there's a lot of cause for concern right. because a week ago they had no answers for Joe Burrow. And when you let a, a bad offense have a good day against you, that's an even worse hit uh, because I would have ever thought the Broncos would score more than 21 points in a game this year from what I'd seen from them. And they had a chance to win in the game. <laughs> you know, if, if, if Russell Wilson is still playing at the end of that game instead of ripping, uh, they probably end up pulling it out. So I think the interceptions have been an issue for them all year long. The turnovers quietly has kept their negative five and turnover differential, which makes them puts them in the realm of the Rams and the Saints and the Texans with that kind of number. And the defense can't stop people in the past. So, yeah, they've got some serious fatal flaws that could hurt them against the Bengals or the Bills, and they may see both of them, or at least one, in the postseason. Once again, he's an NFL Network reporter and NFL.com senior columnist. He is a Sports Emmy Award winner and co-host of Red, Gold, and Bold podcast. Covered a whole lot of ground. Jeffrey, you are the best. Appreciate you. Great to have you back on. Thanks so much. Always great, my man. Thank you. You too, dude. You're the best. Jeffrey Jadija via Zoom. Hey, Jim Rome here. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. I'm not kidding. Try a pizza on the egg. It'll amaze you. Stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It's a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It's simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source, so there's no need to plug anything in. And with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. The Giants, the Eagles, the NFC East. Remember when the Giants were 6-1. and one. Remember when they were 7-2. and two. Neither do I. And I know the Eagles sure as hell don't. Philly doesn't remember either or they don't give a damn or both because Philly just went into New York, into the Giants' house, and treated them like the JV that they are. In other words, Philly just did to the Giants what Philly has been doing to everybody else, and that is beat the ever-living hell out of them. These dudes are smashing up the shield right now. Straight up bully ball. And as a result, I get to welcome Philly fan to the postseason this morning because with yesterday's curb stomping in the Meadowlands, Philadelphia becomes the first team to clinch a playoff spot this season. The offense right now looks unstoppable. The defense nearly as good, nearly as good. And if you check with your local sports book this morning, the QB, their QB, now leads the MVP race at least according to Vegas. That's right. Jalen Hurts is now the odds-on favorite to be named NFL MVP. Jalen Hurts has jumped over Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes? Kevin and Cincy's guy, Joe Burrows, 
and ahead of Josh Allen. And the thing is, Josh he should Allen. be. Right now, he should be ahead of all those guys. Jalen Hurts leads the league in passer rating. He's got a 22-3 TD-to-INT ratio. He's 19th in the NFL in rushing. He's got 10 rush TDs, and he's currently the leader of an offense that is simply torching everyone. I mean, I don't think this is so far-fetched. Tell me a quarterback who's playing better than Jalen Hurts right now. There really isn't. Not more consistently and not better. When was the last time you saw an Eagles offense this potent, this dangerous? I mean, ever? Before the season, you know, I was not alone in saying this, but we all talked about Philadelphia would rise as far as Hurts could take them. They would go as far as he could lead them. And right now, they're sitting at 12-1 and run, 12 and one, because Hurts is a damned rocket ship. This dude is balling out. He and the offense, balling out. So convincingly, they've got their own defensive all-pros catching FOMO, a.k.a. fear of missing out. Fear of missing out on the most fun that any offense in the NFL is having right now. I'm not talking about the Chiefs. I'm not talking about the Bills. I'm not talking about the Dolphins. I'm not talking about the Chargers. I'm not talking about Frisco. I'm talking Philly. Their own defense is upset and fear of missing out. They want in. This is what my guy Darius Slay had to say after the game yesterday. Yeah, I've been saying this for a long, long, long time ago. He a dog, man. He got a lot of uh, his, his upscale is crazy, man. Uh, the growth in the matter of a year. I've seen how he played. I know y'all see the growth. I'll see it. I'll see it. It's crazy. It's up there. Like, the best pass I ever saw him throw was today. Was that out route to Quest on the blitz, off the back foot, come on, look like. To my, before he came out the break, it was a dot. You know what I'm saying? Like a dot. That's like how you do a 2K. I don't know if y'all played 2K, but you throw it to the corner, hit a corner three, <laughs> dot. He hit a dot today. And I'm talking about, I almost like, all right, man, I'm going to go to receiver because I know Brooke can give me the ball on any time right now. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost retired as DB. I'm going to go to the receiver because I know if I'm going for 15, honey. You switching the receiver? Tonight. I'm calling coach tonight. We're having a full conversation about it tonight. Coach, I'm going to receiver because I know I can get 1,500 yards in five games. What hurts. My man, who's got a better rap than Big Play Slay? I could listen to him all day long. I guess the only way this offense could backfire on Philly is if they start making their defensive stars lose interest in playing defense because running up the score looks like so much fun on the other side. I don't blame Slay at all. He's exactly right. Jalen is a dog. The growth is crazy. He is out here every single week throwing dots. Dot, 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 dot. Slay's the best. Now, I do have to say, I'm not sure that 1,500 yards in five games with Slay receiving is possible. I'm not sure that's doable. Don't get me wrong. I would never, ever bet against my dude all day Slay. Slay all day. I bet he could ball out on offense. There's just no chance he could get enough targets to rack up all those yards because they've got way too many incredible options on that team offensively. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Kez Watkins, Miles Sanders. Find me an eagle who is not making plays offensively. Find me one eagle who's not balling the hell out right now. You can't. You won't. They're all balling the hell out right now. So my man Slay, 
They don't need you on offense, bro, but they do need you to keep doing what you do defensively. Meaning, locking people up, shutting people down, being the man. They need you to keep holding it down on that second-ranked defense in the NFL. They're also first in sacks. They're first in takeaways. The Eagles are just so freaking good. So good that their biggest challenge right now is keeping up all this momentum and all these amazing vibes for another month. You don't want to peak too soon, and you don't want to play your best ball right now until they finally do get to play in a postseason game. Because thanks to the JV G-men, Philly now is all clinched up. They're the first ones in, and from the looks of things, they may be the last ones out. And dot, 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 dot. And if I'm giving love to the Eagles, I've got to give love to Nick Sirianni. Less thinking definitely means talent takeover. Less thinking equals talent takeover. My man, you are right. You are right, dude. Dot. Never mind chess or checkers. This dude is owning the league. When he talked about the team being a flower, we all laughed. Who's laughing now? There's growth under the soil. I, I, I put a picture of a, a flower up, right, and that it's and it's coming through the ground, and the roots are growing out, and the roots and the roots are continuing to grow out, and everybody wants to see results. Shoot, we nobody wants to see results more than us, right? We want to see results too, but it's really important that that the, the foundation is being built and that the, the roots are growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow, they grow better is if that we all put our, we all water, we all fertilize, we all do our part, each, each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, each everybody in, in the building, that we do our part to water to make sure that when it does pop out, it, 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 really, it really pops out. This dude's got to be trolling us, right? There's no way he's telling his team things like that. There's no way that he is evaluating prospects by having them play rock, paper, scissors, right? There's no way he's doing all those things. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. Look how great they are. Look how dominant they are. He has to be trolling us. This has got to be the greatest misdirection ever. It really pops out. He must want everybody to think that he has no idea what he's talking about and talking out his ass. Less thinking yet, equals yet, behind closed doors, man, this dude's an absolute legend. I don't know. I've never spent time with him. But there's no way that rap, he's sharing all of that with that team and having them hit the field the way they are. It really because they out. look awesome. They are awesome. That rap, anything but awesome. However, this guy clearly knows what he's doing. Dot. 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 Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com is with me now. You've actually started a new operation, a new wing, Omega Funding Solutions. Exactly what is that and how does that work? You file an amended payroll tax return with the IRS and the IRS is backed up. You know, they were hit by COVID too. They had the pandemic to deal with. So it's taking them anywhere from six months to a year to process these refunds. So we came out with a solution where we can help you get access to that cash earlier in as as little as two weeks. See if you qualify for an ERC tax refund from the IRS, OmegaTaxCredits.com. Lions fan. I mean, I'd ask, but I already bleeping know. The entire NFL world knows right now. We already know how you're living. Like absolute bosses. And that's because your Detroit Lions are damn bosses themselves. 
arguably the best story in the NFL right now. It might be the Lions. And honestly, I love it. I love it. And Viking fan, way to have your defense ready again yesterday. I mean, if there's any team in the NFL that does not mind the taste of its own blood and will bounce the hell back from an early season loss and do so with a vengeance, you damn well know it's Dan Cannibal's Lions. In fact, they had a lot of early season losses, like six of them. They started one and six, and now right now they are the so-called proverbial problem. You know what's another proverbial problem? Minnesota's defense. That defense took another mind-boggling dump in its pants. Yeah, big dump in your pants. These are the Lions. The Lions that had that week three loss where they blew that 10-point lead. And they picked themselves up off the mat, smiled at you, Viking fan, and then kicked Ed Donatel's defense right in the teeth and bit their damn kneecaps off. We're going to bite a kneecap off. 464 total yards of offense from the Lions. 134 yards of it on the ground. And Jared Goff connected with nine different dudes. Nine different dudes, including first-round pick Jamison Williams on their second possession. How is this for a debut? 41-yard TD catch. Golf play action fake. Time in the pocket. Looks, looks. Throws deep downfield. Got a man wide open. Inside the five. Caught. End zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Jamison Williams, welcome to Detroit, young man. How about that? 41 yards. That's the 12th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. He's keeping that football in his hands as well. And by debut, I mean first career catch. Andy houses it. Goff, as we talked about, also found his right tackle. Yes, his right tackle, Panay Sewell, for his first career catch to ice the game. In motion is Sewell. Goff to throw. Wants to throw it to Sewell. Oh, he caught it. Yes. Sewell on the first down. Oh, yes. the big man dives down to the 31-yard line. Oh, that is beautiful. First down, Detroit Lions. Ben Johnson, you are my hero. Yes. Getting the big fella involved, and I love it. He went in motion. Did you see that speed with the big fella coming across? Thank you. Oh, is that a thing of beauty? Oh, my good guys. Holy cow. Honestly, normally I would say that's just the hometown announcers hyping it up, but it was all that. All those things were true. It was incredible. That dude, that behemoth in the open field, the hands, the feet, the athleticism. Absolutely incredible. And gets up kind of swinging too. Like, yo, get off me. Get off me. Dan Campbell's second brass call of the day. Third and seven. Less than two minutes to play. And the Lions execute that for a first down. And they call game. That was his second brass call of the day. The first one, of course, the aforementioned. Something we hit on earlier. This guy called a fake punt. In the third quarter on fourth and seven from their own 27 safety CJ Moore ran for 42 yards and helped set up a golf TD to Josh Reynolds point blank cannibal has got some nuts on him point blank not my words but Panay's uh well I was about to say something bad but dude's got some nuts on him bro like that's simple as that I couldn't find another word but yeah Dan Campbell's going to be here, and nobody's going to change that, and that's what I love about him. 
What a great reaction. How do I answer that? Hmm. I was going to say, I'll just say it. Who's got some nuts on him? Lions 34, Vikings 23. And again, after starting the season, one and six, the Lions have won five of their last six, and they are now firmly, legitimately in the playoff race. And Goff, the dude that everybody could not wait to run out of Motor City, has got eight touchdowns and no INTs in his last five games. In fact, prior to that game, NFL insider Ian Rappaport Reported speculation was the franchise did not see Goff as a bridge quarterback, but rather their starting quarterback in 2023 and beyond. In other words, F them bridges. F them bridges. F them picks. Given the way this guy is slinging it and leading from the front, it is hard to argue with that assessment. Hell, about time we gave this dude some bleeping credit. I mean, for real. Now, you know who does not deserve any bleeping credit? That ass of a Viking defense. This was not one, not two, not three, not four. But their fifth straight game that they have allowed at least 400 yards in a game. This is the one case where the king ain't capping. It's their longest streak in franchise history. That is not a streak you want. Vikings fan, you have to wear this. You have to wear this. Yes, I know, you're still 10-3. and Yes, you'll still win the North. But you just blew a historic game from Justin Jefferson. Dude went for a franchise record 223 receiving yards and all for nothing. I would say that's impossible. I would ask, how can that even happen? But I already know the answer. It can happen when your defense is is historic ass, and the Vikings' defense is. Now we know why the Lions were favored. Now we know why you're not getting the respect that you were demanding. Now we know that. Look, nobody can take these wins away from you. I'm not even saying that. But what I am saying is, you're not what your record says you are. And by the way, can we get rid of that phrase? You are what your record says you are. Up until now, we've always said, you are what your record says you are. Why? Because Bill Parcells said it back in the day. Why? Because it's almost the equivalent of scoreboard. I mean, it is the record. You can't take wins away. But are you going to tell me they are what their record says they are? Are you going to tell me they were a 10-2 and two to, a ten and two team? Are you going to tell me the Giants were what their record said they were when they were 6-1? and one? The Lions clearly were not what they said or their record said they were when they were 1-6. and six. Now might be a pretty good time to retire that phrase. You are what your record says you are. And yeah, I know they won those 10 games. And no, I'm not asking for any givebacks. They can keep the wins. They earn them. But whatever you do, don't tell me the Vikings are a legitimate Super Bowl threat. Don't tell me the Vikings are one of the league's elite teams because they're neither one of those things. How do I know? Elite teams and Super Bowl threats do not allow 450 yards on the regular. And their two losses coming into this game were to two teams that are legitimate Super Bowl threats, Philadelphia and Dallas, and they lost to them. And Detroit just kicked their ass. And finally, quickly, not that I want to go all advanced 
stat nerd on you. But the fact is, even at 10-2, and two, they were barely outscoring the opposition. Their net yards per play were garbage, as was their DVOA oh. ranking. I'm not saying they're lucky. I'm just saying I really have no idea how the hell they were 10-2. and two. I can't explain it, but I can say this. They are not a Super Bowl threat. And by the way, that's who you do want to play in the playoffs. That's exactly who you do want to run into if you're an NFC team in the playoffs. You tell me, who would you rather play in the playoffs if you're an NFC opponent? Minnesota or Detroit? Man, I'm taking the Vikings all day long. For real, right about now, how can you not believe in Dan Cannibal's Lions? How can you not? Good night now!